this is what exists on the other side of the crunchy conversations is more clarity, a spaciousness to make decisions, a little bit of room to feel the emotions that the conversation may have brought up for you. And this is why I think I love me a good, like, crunchy, uncomfortable conversation. And I don't ask for them and I don't see them as coming into conflict, but I welcome them when there is an opportunity to speak about something that feels a little icky for me or feels a little off or triggering for another person because it's an opportunity to really stand in who I am as an individual and so an invitation for you to do the same, right? Like in what spaces are you avoiding those conversations because honestly, there's growth and realizations and inspiration that comes from putting yourself in that vulnerable position. And it also really tests your ability to hold what is true for you and what is true for another person. There was a point in time somewhere up in the ethers when your soul decided to incarnate into the human body you are currently soaking in this episode through. Each of us here on a unique mission with the same goal in mind to experience a life here on earth to its maximum potential. When your soul synthesizes into this journey of being human, patterns get to be broken, purpose gets to be activated, and your power gets to be harnessed. This podcast is for anyone who is emerging, which by definition means to become known. Here, we will discuss the many layers and paths of getting to know who you are at the core by seeking truth, embodying your higher self, and working with many modalities that will support you on your spiritual journey. My name is Kayla Bruton, your host, an old soul, a visionary, a bridge between many worlds, a mentor, and a creatrix. Welcome to the Soul Synthesis Podcast. My intention for this podcast is to walk alongside you as you emerge into all you are destined to become in this lifetime, cultivating conversations that will speak directly to your soul. So take a deep breath and allow your soul to synthesize with the transmissions of today's episode. If you are a woman who is consistently working hard towards all the things she desires to have in her life. Maybe you don't have too much time for your emotions, feeling all the feelings, and just kind of flowing because there's a lot to get done. Whether you're a mom, a student, a nine-to-fiver, an entrepreneur, whatever roles you play, You might have the story that you are heavy in your masculine energy, your doing, going, producing energy. And maybe you're the woman who is so caught up in her feelings that she can't ever get anything done because it constantly feels like another wave is crashing over her of feelings to be felt. Ladies, the doors are officially open for balance. My three-month container where you will be guided to activate your true feminine power so you can achieve all that you desire. During our time together in this group experience, we will be redefining productivity by breaking away from patriarchal cycles, coming into harmony with our own body, 
the wisdom of the female body so that we can become clear vessels for all that you want to achieve and receive so that you can create a life that brings you so much pleasure and ease. The link to apply for Balance this three-month group experience is in the show notes of this episode. And if you have any questions about how to become a part of this experience, feel free to DM me over on Instagram at Kayla Bruton or head over to the link that is in the show notes to apply and we will have a conversation from that point once I receive your application and go from there. I'm so excited to call together a community of women who are truly, truly ready to deepen into the wisdom of their body while still getting shit done. So go ahead and click the link in the show notes and I will see you on the other side, hopefully inside balance. These past few weeks for me have been a freaking roller coaster. I don't know. I can't explain it any other way. Astrologically, we just had Mercury retrograde, Scorpio full moon. We were in eclipse season. There was just a lot happening astrologically, energetically that really, really, I hate to blame astrology for things. I'm not one to to do that, but there are some parts of or moments of things that have happened over the last few weeks for me that I've been like, where, what else could explain why this is the situation I'm in, or this is the conversation I'm having, or this is the uncomfortability I'm facing right now besides this, this astrology. And yeah, blaming astrology is not, not my thing for sure. But I, and I won't even get into like the meaning behind those things because really the reason that I'm I'm recording this episode today is because I want to talk about what it means to hold and have really uncomfortable conversations something that has been happening for me a lot recently is whether it's people close in my life or people who I haven't connected with in a very long time whatever it may be I've been having some really uncomfortable, challenging conversations. And what I know to be true is that in each of those conversations, I have had an opportunity to set a boundary, express my feelings, hear out another person's point of view, and stand strong in my truth, right? In in what what is true for, for me. And all of those things. Setting boundaries, speaking your feelings, holding another person's perspective, as well as speaking your own truth or staying grounded in your own truth. Like, those are all really challenging things to do, super uncomfortable things to do. And after each conversation that I've had that over the past few weeks, I'm learning more and more why people avoid these conversations. And I have this like weird. I'm going to call it like a kink almost that I I like actually really enjoy the crunchy uncomfortable conversations. It it challenges me, it pushes me up against this edge. It 
evokes emotion within me and it allows me to get really creative with the ways that I express my feelings and I kind of nurture myself coming out of the conversation or preparing to have the uncomfortable conversation. And some of the things that I'm noticing that are reasons people avoid having uncomfortable conversations is you don't want to hurt people's feelings, right? You don't want to hurt the other person's feelings by saying what's true for you or not being able to meet the expectations of the person on the other end of the conversation. That's one reason, right? You don't want to hurt someone's feelings. You hate like the stickiness and just kind of like the weird, slimy, crunchy, like uncomfortable, like sensation that happens in your body or in your heart or just like between the spiral of thoughts happening for you. You just can't can't vibe with that. There's also something I'm learning of people, you know, waiting out on conversations or having a a hard time sitting in uncomfortable conversations around resentment or losing that person, right? Like fear of a friendship having to end or a relationship coming to an end or just the connection between you and the person on the other end of the conversation coming to a result or a conclusion that doesn't really feel good initially to either one of you. And this can be like in a romantic relationship. It can be in a friendship. It could be in the workplace. Like so many spaces where all of these things could come up, right? Like being worried about hurting another person's feelings, not really enjoying the sensations that come along with the before the conversation, during and after the conversation, the fear of what's on the other side of the conversation, resentment, sadness, grief, loss, anger, confusion. Maybe there's clarity on the other side, right? And I am learning about myself and how I show up for these really like crunchy conversations. And there's a part of me that really gets off on being able to hold another person's perspective that is drastically different than mine. Because there's two pieces to this for me. The first is I get curious the the why and of course because everything runs that deep for me, right? The why behind that per- person's perspective so I can understand it better and I don't have to agree or condone it, but I can accept it. And that is a a level of growth that I have intentionally worked on for quite some time of just being able to hold other people's perspectives. And I I can't ignore that there's probably a part of me that has the capacity to do so a bit easier than maybe the average person because of my upbringing, because of my, the fact that I I grow, I've grown up in a very mixed family. So being a multiracial woman, having worldly things happen and just really being able to listen and hold the expression or perspective of another person. Growing up in a, a mixed family as a multiracial woman, there has been many 
opportunities for me to check in with myself of of what's true for me and what beliefs or ways of being do I want to take on as my own or do I want to create my own version? And more so recently, I've definitely found myself in a space of creating my own version of how I want to view the world, what it means to be mixed, how I want to show up in conversations, how I want to present myself. And I think we're able to find our truth even sooner when we allow ourselves to be open to many perspectives because it gives us an opportunity to really like test and play around with and feel into different ways of being and living. And I think that's a really big part of of this human experience is like what works for me and knowing that what might work for you in one stage of your life may not be the thing that works for you in another stage of your life. But in the uncomfortable conversations, you have the opportunity to check in with where you're at in who you are, what your beliefs are, what you stand for. And when we avoid these types of conversations, we avoid these moments of kind of like brushing up against another person or a trigger or or any or sharp edge or anything like that. When we avoid that, we're missing out on an opportunity to deepen in who we truly are and letting the person on the other side of the conversation be kind of an opportunity for you to tune into where you're at. I really think there's something to be said around like being on a spiritual journey or just evolving in general. A lot of this work happens alone at first. We read the books, we're doing the meditations, we're sitting in solitude, we're contemplating our thoughts, we're doing the journaling, right? Meditating, all those things. And there comes a point where we we get to stretch ourselves into community, into connections, into new friendships and relationships because the relationships in your life are the biggest mirror for where you are at in your journey. How you feel about those relationships you have in your life really are a testament to where you're at in your experience and and what work you get to continue to do and what work you have really already began to embody. And so avoiding these conversations is essentially avoiding an opportunity to really check in with yourself of where am I at in in who I desire to become? What beliefs do I hold that, yeah, I get to deepen in this one a little more. I get to stand up for this one a little bit more because that's my truth versus, oh, I see how that person feels about this thing and how they view it and I never heard it put that way or I never would have agreed with that in the past but something in me is is drawing towards that that perspective and I want to I want to lean into how that could maybe fit into my life or how can I incorporate that that belief for myself or is it just a simple acceptance of where another person is at right there's a lot to say about a person who can be in conversation with someone and you and like still standing for what you know to be true right and so we fear you know the resentment we hate the stickiness that comes up and for me i have always been the type of person that sees something a certain way and ian levanzant says this really well she 
She had a show on the Oprah Network, I think, Ianla Van Zant Fix My Life. She's written many of books. One of my favorites was her book called Trust and the Until Today, which is a daily kind of like devotional read. And so just grew up listening to her a lot as well. And something she says is call a thing a thing, right? Like name things for for what they are. Don't beat around the bush. Call a thing a thing. And as as simple of a phrase or mantra that that is, this was something that I got to exercise a lot when I was in college. So reflecting a little bit back, I spent two and a half years of my time in college as an RA. And the way that systems were ran within the residential life on the campus for the school that I went to, I did not agree with it. It was very disorganized. It wasn't ethical. There was a lot of things that, that could have went differently. Not saying that I would have wanted to take it over at any point to, to fix those things, but I saw where things weren't matching up. Things weren't lining up. People were not, you know, staying true to their word and whatever it may be. And when there is when when you hold an opinion of things should be one way or they could go another way or you're you know kind of done wrong in a situation and you don't speak up on it you're you're really kind of like first blocking your opportunities to use your voice and to exercise the work that you've done in solitude around your throat chakra and so i kind of became known in in the residential life space just as someone who really like rocked the boat almost like everyone else wanted things to just be smooth sailing and swipe every you know like swipe everything underneath the carpet and i was like no i i don't really vibe with this and would get kicked back for it and you know told i have an attitude problem and and all of these things and sometimes like when we have uncomfortable conversations or we stand up for what's true to us people aren't going to like it and you're opening yourself up to the criticism, the judgment, the opinions of another person when you do speak up for what you feel to be true in your life. And there's also something to speak to around like this language of, well, that's my truth or like truth, right? In general, of, like what is really true? My man and I talk about this all the time. It's been quite like a a fascination or a journey he's been on of of understanding this. There's people you know, who are looking for ultimate truth and things of that nature. And honestly, like what what he's learning and sharing with me is there is no such thing as like one truth. It's actually like everyone has an individualized perception of truth. And it's based on your experiences in your life and how you view things. And that doesn't make one person's truth more right or more wrong than another's. And so when we kind of speak up for ourselves and we stand in our truth and we are opening ourselves up to the other person's point of view simultaneously, we get to begin making a shift into more clarity. And this is what exists on the other side of the crunchy conversations is is more clarity, a spaciousness to make decisions, a a little bit of room to feel the emotions that the conversation may have brought up for you. And this is why I think I love me a good, like, crunchy, uncomfortable conversation. And I don't ask for them. And I don't see them as coming into conflict. But I welcome them when 
there is an opportunity to speak about something that feels a little icky for me or feels a little off or triggering for another person because it's an opportunity to really stand in in who I am as an individual and so an invitation for you to do the same right like in what spaces are you avoiding those conversations because honestly there's there's growth and realizations and inspiration that comes from from putting yourself in that vulnerable position and it also really tests your ability to to hold what is true for you and what is true for another person right so what i was just saying of there is no such thing as one truth one ultimate truth but based on our perceptions as humans in our experience we all get to have our own version of what is true and the kind of last point that i want to share here in this invitation to step out of your comfort zone and make connections and feel what's on the other side of you know expressing yourself and hearing other people express themselves is something i've learned in doing this in being able to be in this place of welcoming the uncomfortable conversations is realizing and paying closer attention to my inflow and outflow of energy so if i'm going to be a person who is willing to be embodied in her truth and speak for what she feels is right in her in her journey as well as hearing what others have to say about what is true for them and how they are feeling and what they may need is to pay even closer attention to where am I putting my energy and am I coming from a place of overflow or am I coming from a place of kind of lack, right? And the easiest way to look at this is if you were going to show up for a super uncomfortable conversation, the first question you have to ask yourself is, is my cup full? Have I poured fully into myself today before I hold this conversation or partake in this conversation or this connection? Because then Whatever trigger or feeling or realization or breakthrough comes from the other side of that conversation, you know that you were operating from an embodied, a full, and aligned, nourished space, right? Versus being in a place of depletion or agitate or, or feeling agitated or irritated or just empty or your your tank almost on e right like the way we show up for these conversations is really dependent on how full our cup is and so if you are in a situation of of needing to or having an opportunity to speak your truth or to stand up for what you know to be true in your journey and where you're at and it feels uncomfortable it feels sticky or you're having a hard time just accepting where other people are at, placing judgments, projecting, whatever it may be, like wherever you're at in, in your journey in relation to this topic, my invitation is for you to check in with yourself. In what way can you, can you fill your cup up? 
because it is crucial to any clarity or any breakthrough or any transformation to or next level embodiment to come from an uncomfortable conversation. So I hope this episode resonated with you. I hope it supports you in those really sticky moments and really just gives you perspective on how to approach setting a boundary, speaking to someone you love, or continuing to deepen in your relationships and your connections because that is the next level of of human ex- of your human experience on a spiritual journey is do the work in solitude and then opening yourself up to community and part of the reason i think people shut themselves off from that is because of their fear or worry about what's on the other side of those connections so again i hope that this episode resonates with you and gives you kind of a little bit of a spark to like have the uncomfortable conversation put yourself out there feel into discomfort and and be sure to you know have your cup full so that you can show up as your most truest self in those conversations Mm -hmm.